Masonic Light Podcast. This is Past Master Moyer calling in with my review critique of episode 109 entitled New Microphones, Not So New Normal. Well, guys, this is probably your shortest session, but one of the most controversial. I'm thinking Harley will no longer be in a fraternity after this episode. Anyway, I'll start off with Maris. You hardly said anything in the beginning, and at the end you wouldn't shut up, telling us what we already know about COVID, washing our hands, wear masks, social distance, keep up the lousy work. Uh, in the beginning, you guys mentioned you having trouble with the new microphones. You know, when you, when you have trouble like that, you always refer to the manual of destructions. Notice I didn't say instructions, I said destructions. That way, when you can't figure it out, you know how to get rid of the crap. Harley, if you're going to break the Masonic shutdown rules, keep your mouth shut. Don't mention it to the 250,000 people that listen to the uh, Masonic Light podcast. Pete, I very much enjoyed your communication snafu tirade about the postcards for the Extraordinary Give. I happen to be the treasurer of the, of the Learning Center, and that check was voided because the vendor could not get the postcards out in time, but they still went out. I got one. I didn't even look at it. I threw it in the trash. But I enjoyed your uh, tirade about the 400-character uh, URL address. And let's see what else. Dutchy Doug, Broken Plow, Lodge number 377. Really enjoyed uh, that story about the Belschnickel. And if, if you were paying attention, by the end of the night, there were three Belschnickels that got bagged. And lastly, Brother Cronkite, a.k.a. Jack Harley. I don't know, brother. Your insinuation that the COVID outbreak was caused by a, an unnamed Masonic group. I think you're done. Anyway, guys, it's the Monday before Merry Christmas. Wish you all a Merry Christmas and a safe and happy new year. I'll be in touch. Bye. From the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. And welcome, everybody, and happy Festivus. It's episode 110. 110. Wow. And if you're a Seinfeld episode, Seinfeld fan, you know that that means today is December 23rd when we're recording. And uh, it's Festivus, so uh, we'll air some grievances later and have a good time. Uh, so I know what Larry's been up to. We'll save him for last. Uh, <laughs> Tim, what have you been up to in the past couple of weeks? Well, um, not a whole lot, to be honest. Um, been... Uh, doing a lot of paperwork and catching up on some stuff online. But uh, uh, my lodge, Eureka West Shore Lodge number 302, decided that uh, we would send um, 
a holiday uh, gift out to our widows. And so we sent 61 edible arrangements out and our almoner um, gave them my phone number. So every time a delivery driver <laughs> uh, couldn't find an address or had trouble finding someone at home, I got the phone call. So um, I've been answering a lot of those calls lately. But uh, anyway, that's been about it with everything shut down. Um, just getting ready for the holidays. And uh, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to watch that Seinfeld episode on Festivus. And um, Josh, have you have, do you have anything going on? Not really too much, just the uh, the usual behind-the-scenes business stuff, signing checks, and that kind of stuff. Um, Larry, I paid so a lot tell of us what you've been up to. You, you've had a, a hectic day or two. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah I have. Uh, but I did pay a lot of lodge dues. I paid my tall cedars. I paid my lodge of research. I paid my lodge dues. And uh, so I've been doing a lot of Masonic things, paying dues. It's important. Get those dues paid. Yes. But have I been up? Yeah, it's been a busy week at the Maris Sagan household, that's for sure. So you don't want me to talk about it, do you? Well, okay. let's just say someone in the, the household got injured and it wasn't Larry this time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Carol! Carol! <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, she was doing a ballerina exercises, and <laughs> and uh, I can laugh about it now. It wasn't funny yesterday. She uh, she fell and she broke her arm in two different places, and she's doing very well though, really. And they they said it today at the orthopedic center, so she's she's happy in pain, but taking pills to alleviate the pain. Well, we all wish her well. Thank and a speedy you. recovery. Thank you. I will tell. Um, what have I been, I've been up to? Let's see. We're on the home stretch at Lancaster Forest Tall Cedars. We had our money broken up into five separate accounts, um, earning about 0.05% interest. And yesterday we met at a financial planner and we have, we wrote a big check out to deposit it all into a, uh, a nice fund that pays a dividend. and uh, But since then, I've been dealing with uh, their office trying to get some business paperwork hashed out, and it's kind of driving me nuts. But I think it'll all be straightened out by the end of the year. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and we're just going to have a brief end-of-year discussion wrap up some things. Uh, we have a couple little segments, but uh, we'll be back. Why choose George J. Grove & Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. 
Hey, everybody, and we're back. And uh, during our last commercial break, um, the fifth member of our team, uh, Brother Jack, showed up. And uh, Jack, what have you been up to Masonically? Nothing. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Actually, no, I take that back. Uh, just this, uh, just yesterday, I saw a post from who was it? Um, Southern Masonic Jurisdiction or somebody uh, was was doing something about a book production thing. It was a subscription, I think, for book reprints of old Masonic things, and it got me thinking about starting a uh, Masonic reading group. Um, I've been talking about that for a long time. So I just threw something up on Facebook and um, there's a, several people have um, indicated that they're interested in doing a Masonic book club. So, um, and not just like, you know, led better in Haywood, but uh, you know, things related to, but not necessarily strictly Masonic. Um, so that's in development right now. And I'll, I'll are you following the Oprah format? Am I following the Oprah format? Will I get kickbacks on all the book sales? I don't know. It could be. I don't know. Maybe not. We probably won't influence that many sales. But uh, I could be a hundred air. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep us posted, and we'll make sure we tell our audience and put a uh, a Facebook post out. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about today is just kind of recap the past year. A lot. Of, a lot has happened here, obviously. Um, you know, with COVID and everything, but. A lot of stuff happened on the show. So, uh, Larry, um, do you have any memories or anything uh, from the past year that you'd like to talk about? No. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't remember what he had for dinner. Oh, my, my memories of this year have been nothing short of a freaking disaster. Uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring one thing up, which I think – has been really, really good for Masonic Light Podcast, our show particularly. And that is Dutchy Doug. What a guy, what a performance, what segments this guy comes up with is nothing short of spectacular. I mean, this guy is so talented. And you know, it's almost as if he like puts some thought into it and it, writes it ahead of time, unlike it, us. Imagine, imagine that. It's tremendous wow. thought into these things. It's amazing. It's amazing. And they're fabulous. I, I told him the other day, I sent him a note and I said, you, this is so much. Your, your uh, Dutchy Doug segment reminds me so much of Garrison Keeler and the Prairie Home Companion. They put a lot of thought into that show and it was fabulous. Touchy Doug is doing the same thing, and he's, he's spectacular. I know he has a following with our group, and I know people talk about him. And uh, he's very popular. I think he's going to start doing, if I'm not mistaken, appearances here in Lancaster County. Yeah, and he, it's funny because he came on the show to really talk about Groundhog Lodges, and, and that just morphed into this whole Dutchy Doug concept. So he's been great. In the Broken Plow Lodge, oh gosh, yeah. I, I can identify with so many of those people. It is fabulous. <laughs> it, 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 has been, it has been a good part of our show. It really has been. And Doug, if you're listening, and I know you are, uh, thank you. You're doing a tremendous job, and we love you. And, and obviously, this year, the big amount of work for us was the, uh, the Knights of the Quarantine. And then later, um, my, my failed attempt with Knights of the Zoroasters. But, um, was that a fail? Jack, I didn't think that was a fail. I didn't think that was a fail. It wasn't a fail, but I still have, um, 
at least two or three hundred lapel pins. So I'll be putting those on sale for like a buck. <laughs> or free with purchase of the uh, quarantine jewel, you get a uh, you get a Zoroaster's pin. We'll send uh, twenty each to every new Patreon uh, at five dollars or higher. Yeah. But well, let's uh, talk Jack- about that. Let's talk about the nights of the quarantine because that was a such a huge thing for our show this year, and it still and it's has right. Yes. yes, it's international now. Yeah, there's uh, there, there's our our our, uh, our super fan Simon Polkinghorn uh, has chartered a uh, a Grand Lodge of the Knights Quarantine in England, uh, and he's doing it strictly as a fundraiser. It's not a legit you know Masonic body or anything, but uh, he asked for permission, and we sent him the scripts and the and uh, the jewels and all that stuff, and um, they're doing it uh, much like we do the. Yellow Dog or the Coal Cracker or some of those other things that um, that they can use for a fundraiser, and I think that's just awesome. But yeah, so and I, uh, I have I have seen the those uh, pins, uh, the medals all over the place. I've seen guys wearing them to lodge. I've seen guys putting them on their fezes at uh, Grotto. Uh, I mean, just everywhere you go, you see a Knights of the Corn, and people are proud of it. Hey, I've got one of the originals. Um, and, uh, I, I just think that's such a huge success. So let's, let's, ch- let's challenge our listeners, uh, both of them to send us a photograph of their Knights of the quarantine jewel in, in some sort of cool location, uh, yeah. like, much like George's Fez used to do. Yeah. Where do you quarantine? How about that? Yeah. Let's see it. <laughs> Send us, send us, uh, po- post them up on Facebook. Send us messages. Let's do this. That's a good idea. Yeah, very good idea. At the historic Smithton Inn of Ephrata, Pennsylvania, we're pleased to serve the latest creations from Weathered Vineyard Winery, along with spirits from Thistle Finch Distillery in Lancaster, all to be experienced in the tasting room of a beautifully restored 18th century bed and breakfast. Cigars by DNS Cigar are available for your enjoyment in the courtyard. The historic Smithton Inn is convenient to Lancaster County's most interesting attractions. Just minutes from the Ephrata Cloister and the Green Dragon Farmer's Market, and a short drive can get you to charming Lidditz, thriving downtown Lancaster, as well as Hershey, Bird in Hand, and Intercourse, or Valley Forge and Gettysburg. Whether you're looking for a romantic getaway or an active vacation full of sightseeing and attractions, the historic Smithton Inn will be a welcoming oasis from everyday life one that you'll want to visit again and again. Stop in and visit at 900 West Main Street in Ephrata, Pennsylvania, or check out our website at historicsmithtoninn.com, or simply call us at 717-733-6094. Just ask for Passmaster Dave. Well, another uh, another episode that we talked about, and um, one that actually has been uh, reconstituted, um, was uh, the one where we talked about the toasts to absent friends. Um, we started that with my lodge back in March, and they continued every night through June. Uh, we thought we were done with them. Uh, we were, st- <laughs> we were- <laughs> how's that working out? <laughs> yeah, we were, uh, just for fun. Once a month we were getting together online and, uh, having a toast, but lo and behold, here we are again. 
And so uh, for those of you that uh, may have joined us in the past, uh, uh, with the exception of uh, tomorrow night, which is Christmas Eve, and next Thursday, which is New Year's Eve, on Mondays and Thursday nights, uh, we're getting together for toasts on Monday and Thursday. So uh, look on the uh, Eureka West Shore uh, Facebook page, and you can grab a link uh, for that. Join us for a lot of fun. But that really did a lot to give guys really in, in some of the early days of COVID something to do uh, just to get together and uh, have a little fellowship. And um, we ended up, uh, I forget how many states, I think we were probably at like 24 or 25 states that at one point had joined at least three other countries uh, uh, came on the night of the quarantine toast. And um, yeah, so we're kind of back at it again. And then an episode that I missed because I was uh, golfing and somehow alcohol got involved. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't at episode 107, which was with Toby Hansen of The Oddfellows. And you guys are saying that was one of like the most professional shows ever. Well, yeah. We, uh, it's also the one we had to do the least amount of work. Uh, literally, Larry and I, I think, conducted the interview and um, – I think we ended up asking like four or five questions the whole show and Toby just kind of took it and was informative and was interesting. And, um, yeah, that was one of my favorite shows. Yeah. You could tell with, uh, when we interview a guy that's a better podcaster than us, <laughs> he usually goes pretty <laughs> yeah. well. They're not hard to find actually. That's really not. And, uh, of course our, uh, Jack, Jack and I and Tim were at the cigar um, event at Valley of Harrisburg. Yeah. And Jack, uh, reached out and got us hooked up with the Hireman Solomon guys. Yeah. That was a, that was a, that was a fun day that they, the guys in at Harrisburg Valley really did a nice job putting that together and it came off really well. And it was just very low keyed and everybody was, you know, safely distanced as best we could. And it, it just, um, the, the interviews that we did that came out of that, I thought, were fascinating just to hear about. Oh, yeah, we had the Aruba guys, the Aruba guys. Yeah, to, to hear about Freemasonry done in other countries. And, you know, we think uh, we think about what they have to go through to to really earn, to truly earn the work, you know, to, to do the work and, and, and earn the, the advancement, um, I think is something commendable. And um, we interviewed um, author Jamie Paul Lamb, who his book was uh, Approaching the Middle Chamber. For us Pennsylvania Masons, we get kind of left out of the education about the middle chamber. But the rest of you Freemasons around the United States and the world, you know, know a little bit more about that than we do. And it was nice hearing um, Jamie go into depth about that. You know, as a result of that that show and the one we had with Josh Gersten and I were talking about Pike, I actually went out and bought the rest of the Pike books that I didn't have just so I could read up on the middle chamber and the other aspects of this. Because it's, uh, as you said, it's something that in Pennsylvania we kind of get left out of. We also had uh, Brother Chris Hodap on the show. There was another guy that's a, a, a clear professional that... I can't believe he actually did our show. <laughs> <laughs> He's done worse than our show. Yeah. Uh, 
but no, it's it's it, you know it, you know me. I, I I love the kind of um, deep dives that he does, and um, I I'd like to get some other uh, some other um, Masonic scholars on and really plumb some of that. You know, maybe that maybe we need to do a middle chamber show uh, and and talk about that. That that's something we can we can work on. Yeah. We'd actually have to study for that one. Um, we had a, yeah, another. No, one I mean, you just go to a, you know, go to any other jurisdiction for a second degree. And exactly. Well, yeah, that's the whole, yeah. But it's um. But actually, did you know we used to have it? In yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't Which know when. Which master took it out? <laughs> sometime around 1880, I think it was. Yeah, Larry, Larry remembers that, right? Um. Yeah. <laughs> But I suspect that it it was you know it fell prey to one of the you know one of those situations where oh we can't expect too much of the members you know that they might have to learn all this and it just vanished and I don't you know you can't find any record of when it left the uh, the ritual work if anybody listening knows Seth perhaps you could fill us in on when that when we lost it because from the documents I've seen it looks like we did have it at one point. All right, well, let's take a quick break and we'll come right back and we'll talk about a new segment that we'll be launching. As far back as the mid-1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, light up any of our premium cigars, and enjoy the history. Hireman Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit HiremanSolomonCigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hireman Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. Hey everybody, and we're back and... um your secret <clears throat> holiday gift is going from us is going to be a short episode, so you don't have to hear us drone on. We were uh, recording for the past twenty minutes, and we decided it was just way too boring to air. So um, <laughs> it's true. You'll thank us later. Don't worry. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to rethink my idea um, in a different format, but uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. So. Um, does anybody have anything coming up Masonically? I don't. Nope. 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 Uh, well, we're going to charter Beersheba Grotto in January, I think. Maybe. Maybe. I think it's going to happen. I think so. I think so. The, no gonna, matter what, even if we have to do it outside. I'm going to get a room. <laughs> it's it's 15 minutes from your house. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this thing was done two months ago. What is no, 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 no. They uh, they um, got together and had a formative committee, and but they ha- we haven't been chartered by uh, by the Supremes. 
Yeah, they have to show up like the Pope and throw holy water on us and everything like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, whatever. It's kind of cool, though. They're very, they're the the supreme are very excited, and I think I don't know whether the Grand Monarch's coming, but I know some of the Grand Officers are coming. If not, Tolly, the Grand Monarch himself. I think he. So, I believe he is. That's my understanding. Tolly so. lives in Florida, but he went to college in Philadelphia at, um, I think, Philadelphia Textile or something like that, something similar. I'm, oh, I'm really? close. Yeah. Yeah. So he's familiar with the area. Larry. Yo. Let's uh, take us on home. Oh, okay. Be glad to. <laughs> Hey, special thanks now for the Lodge 665 for making our broadcast studio possible and available. Although we haven't been there for a while, I hope someone's at least turning the heat on down. I was thinking about that the other day. Cobwebs, oh my gosh. Anyway, thanks to Josh Lamberton, producer and director of our show. Always does an outstanding job. Thanks to Jack Harley, our news director. Tim Dedman, our marketing director. Masonic Light contributors Michelle Snyder, Jim Stevens, and Douglas Maddenford. That's really all I have to say. Under the circumstances, I'll be very happy just to say goodnight. Thanks for listening. This is Larry. Larry, did you turn the space heater off back in March? Did I do what? The space heater. Last time we used it was like March. I hope you turned it off, or we're gonna have a hell of an electric bill. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, we've seen the trustees are all over that. I pulled, yeah, I pulled the plugs out. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Festivus. Merry Christmas, or whatever else you yeah. do or don't care about. And get twenty. Get out of here. <laughs> bye bye. Wow. Worst episode ever.